Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Welcome to the after party. It's time to change. You're just getting started. You can teach an old dog new ways and not just on Saturday. Hey, you guys, it's Anna David with After Party Pod. How are you? Podcast all about addiction recovery, other shit. Um, That's interesting. I'm trying not to swear. It's not that I'm trying not to swear. It's that suddenly swearing started to feel weird. How weird is that? Started to feel uncomfortable with it. And so I've just sort of stopped. Present situation not included. Um, anyway, hey, it's great. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I consider this a conversation, um, which is a little insane because you don't talk back, except some of you do. You email me, and I, I love it so much. Um, been getting some fantastic emails from you guys lately. If you are new to the show, hey, hey, so glad you're here. Really glad. Um, And what do I want to tell you? Okay, so I was a guest on uh, the podcast, The Mental Illness Happy Hour, which you may not know was completely the inspiration for this podcast. It was when I saw that Paul Gilmartin, hilarious guy, was doing this, this podcast that was about incredibly serious slash disturbing things and, um, and he takes them really seriously. I'm a little less serious over here. Anyway, um, he knows this. That that was sort of how I thought I could do this after Party Pod. Anyway, I was on his podcast. We recorded it maybe six months ago, three or four months ago. I don't know. And then he just posted it last week. And I was nervous. You got into some incredibly deep, disturbing stuff on his podcast. And so I was feeling very weird that day. And I don't always listen to everything, but I wanted to listen before kind of retweeting and all of that stuff. And so I waited till I felt a little bit better and I listened and I wasn't at all disturbed by the things I said. What I was disturbed by was the fact that I said, you know, I don't know. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I, I heard myself say it maybe a hundred times and and it was it was too much. I, I don't normally say those two words together. I think I was actually, it's scary to talk about the things we were talking about. And I think that that was, I don't sound scared. I don't sound uncomfortable, but I think that that was possibly indicative of those feelings that I was having. So anyway, uh, what do I want to tell you? I, that's that. Go listen if you want. I did not social media because of this whole you know thing and and what else um been a super tumultuous time in my head absolutely nothing tumultuous going on out in my world um you kind of got to be a girl a woman a chick to get this but just 
hormones out of control, not in a good way. And I don't know, you combine that with alcoholism and I thought it wasn't going to, eh, just weepy, weepy over nothing. Everything's great. So that was really strange. And I'll tell you something, I could not take it. It's kind of going, um, yeah, be fine for a couple of days, then not at all fine, then fine again. And um, in that time, I went to Palm Springs with a friend and, and I, you know, I was weepy there. Uh, the fact that I was having a great time didn't seem to change that at all. Anyway, last week I said, I, I got to get out of town. I booked a random Airbnb in Ojai. Ojai is a place I love. And I thought, is this a great idea to go by yourself to some random place? Uh, you don't, whatever. I did it. It was amazing. It changed everything. So shout out to Ojai. I ended up booking a room in this house um, with these these two women uh, in, a, in a relationship who happened to be sober. We just stumbled on that information because I mentioned it was 420 and I go, oh, you know, 420. And one of them said, I don't know what that means. And I said, well, you know, it's a big day for potheads. You know, I, I'm sober. So I, you know, and they were like, me too. So, but anyway, more importantly, one of them is an acupuncturist and she does this thing called fork tuning. I had never heard of it either. Uh, she said it puts you in balance. And I said, what I need more than anything is balance right now. So I, I lay on this table. She did these had these forks and they did sounds. Um, it was a sound therapy thing. I got off that table. I felt completely fine for the first time in a month. I can't explain what happened. Uh, but the weekend was great. I rented a bike. I went on a hike. I um, went to the best cafe ever. And I ran into a friend that was super coincidental on my hike. It was, it was bizarre. I asked her for directions. I said, is this the way the hike is? And she goes, Anna? Anyway, it's very strange. Now, getting back to why you are here, you are here to listen to my interview with Richard Rushfield, who is one of my favorite people on earth. He is a good friend of mine. I, I never see him anymore because he's had two children in the past few years and he doesn't leave his house, he says, except to go to his fabulous jobs of which he has had many. Um, he's an author of three books, uh, one is about American Idol. One is his memoir about his college years called Don't Follow Me, I'm Lost. And then he did one a long time ago called On Spec. Now, he has worked everywhere. He's been a Vanity Fair contributor for, I think, 15 years. Uh, he worked at the LA Times. He worked at Gawker. He worked at BuzzFeed. He worked at Yahoo, and he is now the editor-in-chief of a site called HitFix. Now, this is a departure. We didn't talk about addiction and recovery. We talked about healthy relationships. Now, Richard is somebody who, and I'm not saying this isn't true, he always professes to be the great expert on relationships. I often do go to him, usually over IM, and ask his advice on things, and it's a very specific tact he takes, and he's a dry wit. You will you will learn momentarily, but he's entirely serious about all of this, and he's in a happy marriage with a beautiful woman. So there you go. Uh, so this is it. Enjoy Richard Rushfield. I first started taking drugs by chewing blocks of hash. 
Oh my god, I think my copy has like blood stains on it from shooting up while reading it. Party animal, I hate to say that because that makes me sound Paris Hilton. I was on the, as right. I call it, the Autobahn to nowhere. I'm very lucky because would you have wanted to have a celebrity junkie for a dad? We are getting started here. And it, yeah, works. Yeah, talk a little about, listen, don't. You're going to say. We're getting, st- we're started. Oh, this is on? Yeah. Oh, well, you were just asking me what we what what's okay to talk about. I know. I feel like you could hold this here oh, all if right, that's all comfortable. Right. Um, Somewhat. Now, no, I know. We're instead just pressure's on. We're just going to get no into it. There's no theme song. There's no music. There's no... We don't uh, play that for you. You know what? By the way, you yeah. are the reason this podcast exists because... Of course. Of course. You started yours and I said, yes. how hard can it be? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and how hard is it? It's, you know what, actually putting it together and all of that is not hard. Finding guests is the, hard. The, the, the hardest part was uh, on my podcast, we would have panels yes. where we'd have three people, uh, all of whom would be unemployed, but getting three unemployed people to commit to get on the phone at the same time was, was uh, well, hell. That Don't forget, just... I was on two of them. You were so I was though, so. I was unemployed technically I was building yeah. the site I was unemployed as well and uh, but it went the the panel part where it was was three people one of them was me mm-hmm. and two other people getting them all get finding a time yeah when all when three unemployed people could all be on the phone at the same time for half an hour was hell on earth right I'll never go through that again in my life and the sound wasn't terrific. Because uh, of the phones. Uh, it was uh, Skype mostly. Yeah. Because yeah. anyway, doesn't matter. You are our first guest Thanks. to be here. No, not ever. Um, to be here to discuss healthy relationships, which yes. is the direction the podcast is going in. We are not talking. Sorry, guys. We are not talking about addiction and recovery this week. I, I think that's a good move for you. I think uh, people have a lot more to say about the uh, other things. People want to hear a lot more about the relationships and they want to then they want to hear about people's uh, uh, drug addict uh, issues. <laughs> well, you know what? The readers who send me these incredibly moving emails may disagree. Sorry, the listeners. Yeah. Apology. Well, uh, have them call me. Um, so, okay. So how did you come to be uh, the sort of relationship mm-hmm. expert that you are today? Well, uh, that's very interesting, Anna David. Uh, uh, a couple ways. Um, first of all, I'm uh, a, a, a student of history. Mm-hmm. And uh, history shows you the patterns and everything that happens. So I, uh, I, I, I come into it with an intuitive, with a, uh, not intuitive, a ba- a, a basic knowledge of uh, how today's mistakes fit into uh, larger patterns mm-hmm. uh, you know and we, we take it back to the ancient Greeks all your relationship mistakes go back to uh, the dawn of civilization so I know that second uh, I worked on the show blind date mm-hmm. I was a uh, producer on on blind date mm-hmm. uh, which uh, was an incredible uh, school of relationship ology I'm not sure what the exact science is called, but... Was it really, though? Wait, Jimmy? I mean, it's manufactured blind dates. So how, how does that teach you? What did that teach you about relationships? Taught, taught, it taught me absolutely everything. Everything uh, you need to know about relationships you learned on date. It was... Uh, 
I considered, uh, based on my experience, I, I have taken uh, this part, and this is part of what qualifies me, uh, I have taken a lot of notes, several pages of notes for a potential book project that came out of uh, my blind date period. Mm -hmm. uh, somewhere, it was about six computers ago, so I don't, I'm not sure where... <laughs> I'm not sure if I uh, still if have that, six. but it's probably on a floppy disk somewhere. <laughs> uh, a blind because uh, a book entitled uh, "You Lost Me at Hello: uh, The Mistakes People Make on." on That's on funny. First yes, thank you very much, uh, and it's very true. It all that that first impression. Uh, it's pretty much 98% decided there. That is so not true. Yes, it is. It's you may not think it's true. You may not think you, but. You've you you have decided, you you don't think it's true because you're remembering the time. Oh, I didn't like this guy at first glance, but then he talked, but but then he uh, I, I saw another side of him. I could run, but deep inside you knew that you would see that other side, and you wanted to be convinced at uh, at the first glance. So it was it was all there. It was all it was all written. I would agree. He could have dropped the ball. He could have he could he could have blown it on on the way to that contract fulfillment but right but but i what about i would agree that you know if you're open to it but that uh that thing that that like a woman knows in five seconds if she's going to sleep with a guy is absolutely untrue she may not know consciously but intuitively yes I, I've just had the experience too many times and i am very in touch with my subconscious uh, I think you're. I think you need to look a little deeper then. So you learned on blind date all the yes. things that people can do wrong. Yes, I did. did and then I also uh, qualifies me. I'm. I am friends with an author named uh, Robert Green. I'm sure yes, you know, I didn't know you were friends. Yes, very close friends. I've seen him in a few, few years, but uh, since uh, since the early nineties. Uh, Is Robert Green in a happy relationship? Last I saw him, he was married and uh, did a very, very I thought he wasn't. Woman. I thought the whole thing was that he was a, you know, those You're referring teach. to Robert Greene. Uh, the author, author of Power. Laws of Power. Seduction. And, and the Art of Seduction. Yeah. Um, the, um, uh, yes, it, I, I am friends with him. Uh, I, it's probably been about three years since we've caught up. I don't really, as, as you know, I don't really see people anymore. That's 100% true. Uh, last I saw, he was happily married. It was, uh, unless he unless he got a divorce and not mentioned it to me. Do you think that, and I mean, I don't know him. I, I have absolutely listened to him and found what he has to say fascinating, read parts yeah. of those books. But are those happy unions that are, that are I don't want to say manipulated, but manipulated. I think he would tell you. I think Rob, if I may speak for Robert Greene, mm -hmm. Robert Greene, if you're listening, thanks to you for granting me permission to speak for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he would tell you that there is manipulation in all relationships. There's manipulation and strategy and positioning, and you can either do that unconsciously and just sort of be swept along or pretend that it's all just natural, or you can be aware of what's happening and take charge of take charge of it. Now, what would you say the main tenets of his instruction are, is? Um, what I take away from it is uh, that uh, you, that uh, you, you have to, that, well, it's a lot of things. It's, uh, I, the the, my, the 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 thing that the, the the lesson of green that made the biggest impression on me 
is the uh, law of misdirection. Mm -hmm. That uh, what people tell you about themselves uh, or what they try to convey is the opposite of how they 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 feel about themselves uh, really. So if you see a woman wearing a lot of boas and crazy colors and everything, is it because she thinks she's exciting and really fun, or is it because, in fact, she thinks she's boring and she's she's overcompensating? If you see someone dressing overtly very sexually, mm-hmm. is it because they they really at their core see themselves as a sexual being, or they have some discomfort with their uh, sexuality that they're trying to mask and. As somebody who's wearing an extremely bright color that that I would argue is a pretty sexy top. I know you don't see me that way, so it's hard for you to tell. I don't know if I should take offense because I... Oh, you're just silent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to see where you're going to go with this. No, I mean, I I don't think, oh, I'm so unexciting and so asexual, hardly. I wouldn't say I'll walk around with, like, I'm so exciting and so sexual, either. I don't think that's... I. Uh, Let's I, clarify that I'm wearing a nice top. This is yeah. not a video podcast. I, I mean, I think we need some visual aid here for for the viewers, but, but I, I, I don't see that necessarily as... When I was thinking of uh, overtly sexual clothes, uh, micro skirts, and very... Right. I, I don't necessarily see this as a, a hooker's ensemble. That Thank you. That, that, that is the nicest thing you have ever said to me. <laughs> That's uh, You're not necessarily wearing hooker clothes. Thank you. Thank you at, at work on a Friday. <laughs> um, good to know. Yes. Now, so people, what they, what they say and what they project is often the opposite of who they really are. Yes. And you need to speak to, so people, but they will have no respect for you if you believe, if you fall for their con. So if, if someone is dressing like a crazy person and you say to them, you're so crazy, uh, let's, you're so wild, let's go, let's go do wild things, you wild person, they will think, uh, they, they will be worried that you, you will, that they will think you have fallen for this thing. Uh, they will not respect you for it. They, then they will be in the fear that you will see the real them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, be able, and, uh, they, they, they put them on an uncomfortable place. You have to, you have to, so you have to speak through to the real person there. But aren't and, they and then uncomfortable that you see the real them right away? You then you you have to give them you 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 see it and then you you pull back. Mm-hmm. So you see it and 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 then you withdraw. You don't you don't go and occupy their personal space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you let. How them, do you do that? Well, it varies person to person, and it, uh, the author Green uh, defies many personality types, mm-hmm. that, that, and that's what. That, and also, he says there's no one, there's not one strategy. There's many. I think he defines fifteen different personality types, and they all respond in different ways to uh, to different things. His book is available on Amazon. Sure uh, is. I, 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 I have, uh, probably in audio form. Probably. So it's it's fascinating. It draws lessons from uh, from history, as mm-hmm. I was saying. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's uh, everyone can benefit. It, I tell you, it, when I when I was uh, when 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 he came out with that book, I was a single man, mm-hmm. and uh, I and 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 I thought, oh, let me give this a try, mm-hmm. and it was so uh, immediately transformative and successful that uh, within about a week, it became a burdensome to have this enormous success, and I said. I need to disarm because uh, I'm too tired to deal with this. In a week, how did you meet all these women? Uh, 
the I, I well, I'll tell you one story, uh, a lesson from uh, from Green. Uh, there was a uh, there there was a a, a dinner. Uh, some friends had uh, some friends had, had had said they would set me up with. Uh, uh, they were a couple, and they had some someone they knew. They said they would set me up with her, and um, the uh, and we sat down at the at the dinner, and she immediately just like looked at me and looked right through me. Mm-hmm. Like this was this was going nowhere. Uh, and then proceeded to just sort of uh, ignore me for uh, for about half the dinner. And I recalled the laws of Robert Greene, uh, create mystery. Uh, he says he says it is always it is always of value to uh, to, uh, to for 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 people to think you are desired by a mimetic desire is the most is is probably the most important rule mm-hmm. that we desire what others desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is always of value. Uh, you know, create mystery. Do not do not fill in all the dark spaces in your profile. Uh, leave the dark spaces there. Um, don't be quick to reassure everybody that you're totally available. You're totally free, and mm-hmm. there's nothing else going on. And mm-hmm. you're you're there for them 100%. Um, so learning all this, I this was in the early days of uh, of cell phone technology. I was I was I was came late to cell phones probably, mm-hmm. but but. This was a day when this was some people had them, some people don't. Still, it was on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I so so this dinner wasn't going particularly well. I said, uh, "All right, enough of this." And I said to uh, you, "Woman, said, can I can I borrow your cell phone?" Mm-hmm. She said, "What?" And 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 I said, "Yeah, uh, can I borrow the phone?" Mm-hmm. And she, she she was sort of stunned and just sort of handed it over and said, "Okay." And I walked out mm-hmm. uh, and. I went outside and I called a friend and I sat on a bench for about 20 minutes talking to a friend. <laughs> and then I came in, I put the phone on the table and said, thanks. No, without as going and let me tell you how the tables turned there. Really? I, right, she, she would have married me right then and there at that, that moment. Did you end up dating her? No. Why not? Uh, I wasn't interested, but, uh, the, uh, but this was another law of Robert Greene that you you need to encourage everybody to be interested in you mm-hmm. always because mimetic desire is what uh, creates desire. So right. You, you need to you need to win every one of those situations, even if uh, it doesn't. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, even if it doesn't uh, it builds up your uh, like your credibility or something. So. But I mean, who doesn't know that? No offense. Well, uh, I, your example is amazing, I think. But yes. but d- isn't that the whole method? You know, the people idea. Know, people know it, but they go. They they don't have the discipline to. Right, uh, I would agree. To uh, to to go with it, and the the the, the first, and on their first date, they'll 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 say to the guy, they'll they'll say, uh, uh, he'll say, are you free Saturday night? And 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 they'll say, oh no, I'm going out with with my friends, with my friends. We're just just you know a couple girlfriends and I. We're going out. Then they'll you know they'll stumble to reassure them. They're, Don't worry, there's no one else in my life. I'm, I'm Who does that? Lots of lots of people. Interesting. Yeah. Um. And so and so. Com- Maybe nobody does. I don't know. Yeah. What do you know? You're you've been home. Maybe that's just what I did. I don't. I, it was just me. I, <laughs> now now, how did you befriend? Robert Green. Robert Green and I met on a uh, bus on a bus tour of uh, of uh, old lounges of the San Gabriel Valley what? in, in uh, or the Antelope Valley in uh, 
say about 90, 1993. Was this like a press thing or this you just happened no, to go on this? a friend organized. Uh, oh, I see. He was a friend of a friend. Uh, yes, he was a friend of a friend is the correct answer. And, and so then, you know, because I remember you told me about this before and I said, oh, is this how you won Nicole, your wife, over? And you said no. No. You didn't need it on that one because that was just sort of. Yeah, that just happened. Was that love at first sight? Uh, very quickly, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within the first, with within the first uh, evening, I'd say. Really. Yeah. And did she communicate uh, lack of availability? Uh, she had just moved to Los Angeles. Right. Uh, days days before, like mm-hmm. two days before that. Mm-hmm. So so uh, so her schedule was pretty free, and there was no. So it, way around. why didn't she need to do that to win you in? So uh, I'll, I'll quote, uh, you know, I will quote uh, Nick, uh, the actor Nick Nolte, quoting uh, Stanislavski, the the uh, drama, the, the the great uh, uh, teacher of uh, of acting, and uh, or. The the uh, or maybe he was quoting Lee Strasberg. Uh, he was quoting one some of them. Op- Starts with an S. Uh, but when I interviewed him, he told, he, we talked about the method and all the things he went through and the preparation and all that. And he said he talked to his uh, acting teacher. I, I guess it was Lee Strasberg. Uh, and and he said uh, and he was talking about all this meth, all the method, and all the, the that this person taught and all the ways to teach. And the teacher said to him, well, you know, this is just what you do when things don't click. When it clicks, you don't need any of this. Right. Got it. Got it. I mean, shouldn't we all be wanting the click? As Tennessee Williams wrote about alcohol. See, I just brought it back. Oh. Uh, you should be wanting it. It's a great thing to want for. Uh, you can you can sit and wait for it if you, if you wish. Uh, maybe it'll come. Maybe it won't. Uh, but... Uh, you know, a lot of great roles, a lot of Academy Awards were won by people who didn't wait for the click to come and use the method to, to create a great Well, I'm talking part. about with relationships, not with acting. Yeah, Are it, you saying they're one and the same? It's like, it's very hard for, uh, for lives to, to merge and come together. Uh, when you're on different tracks, you have different things going on, you have different priorities, you know. At least forty percent of the things the, any other person does are going to bug you if you spend too much time with them. Right. You know all this stuff. Uh, so it's it's uh, very so it's it's kind of like just you got to get the plane off the ground until mm-hmm. until you got some cruising attitude and everybody can calm down and you're in there and it's kind of you know whatever gets the plane off the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It's you got you you got to get to that point whether it's. You know, a month in, six months in, wherever it is, where you know, some some places they never get to that. They spend their lives together, and they never that. There's always uh, uneasiness, but you just you just got to get to a place where it's like you're not worried about all this just basic. How do we make this mesh stuff? And are we right? And all that, and and everybody just relaxes a little bit. And uh, whatever gets you there, lies, manipulation, deceit bribes uh you know it's fine because because once you get there it's gonna have its own momentum uh that'll be a lot more natural before you're there when you're in the takeoff you're you're subjected to a lot of uh external forces that 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 just work against you all the time um what about people who click 
we're are right for each other, but the timing is off. Do you not believe in timing being off? Yeah, t- that, that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's to be done? I don't know. I, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. expert. There, there, there's, there's, there's 300 million people in America. There's, uh, there's, uh, you know, a couple. There's, there's a couple billion, a few billion in the world. Uh, and uh, I think there are how many how many people are there in the world? Mm, that seems right. Some some number of billions yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so if your time is off with someone, then uh, you know there that what what can you do? Well, what about? I mean, like if your time is off, like because the other person's dead, like uh, there's no there's no self help book that can can overcome that problem. Yeah, I think that that's less of a problem than the person being somewhat unavailable. But that's that's who they are. They're dead. They're unavailable. They're in another relationship. They're 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 you know they're psychotic. Whatever it is, it's uh, I mean that's 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 who they are. That's who they that's part of who they are. And, uh, there's no uh, you know uh, that's if if, if it's that, that's another thing that Robert Greene teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't wait. You know you. Nobody's gonna win every battle, so so pick the battles that are mm-hmm. that, that are right for you. Don't waste time on the ones that aren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. So since the goal here is to talk about healthy, yeah, unhealthy relationships or an unhealthy relationship with relationships yeah. transitioning into healthier ones, yes. what do you have to say about that? Unhealthy relationships transitioning into healthy ones. People, let's say people in recovery or people who are just getting over being dysfunctional. How, what are the steps they can take if they've had a history of less than functional relationships to have functional ones? Um, The, uh, you know, uh, change everything about yourself would be, uh, that's, would be where I'd start. They don't know, the listeners don't know your dry sense of humor. Oh, really? No. Uh, uh, well, it's, uh, you know, in sobriety, uh, the, when, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I don't speak about my personal journey, but, no. uh, but I, I will, I will tell you that, that, uh, you know, I had a, I had a reckless youth and, uh, which and you wrote about <clears throat> in so hilariously and don't follow me. I'm lost. I did. Available hilariously. on Amazon. Yes. For, for As Kindle and, and Kindle. And, Probably get. I think you can get used many used copies on on Amazon for a penny. <laughs> I think what mine's a, available for a penny what a, too. What a bargain! Who blurbs that book again? I can't remember. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, Anna David did. <laughs> that was a trick question. I was also. I was like, did, did Bryce else give me a blurb? <laughs> no. Yes, and Robert Green. <clears throat> Although he probably did. Uh, give me a blurb. You know what? Go on. The, so your reckless youth. Uh, but uh, so I I do know something about this, but uh, uh, you know, and I had a change of life mm-hmm. uh, subsequently, in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I you know it, it's uh, you were you, as I said when when you are uh, working working from a place of those uh, addict uh, from a place of your addictive personality mm-hmm. relationship wise it's all about your neediness mm-hmm. it's all about your it's it, you you're, you're 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 just you're just desperate to, to for anything to 
get you out of yourself and not to have to think about yourself and to mm-hmm. focus on something else or another person or something. Uh, you know, you've you've got all you probably got all kinds of crazy childhood patterns that that you're reliving in destructive ways and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you 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 just you just got to uh, before while while that's what's driving you personally, you're not going to have a healthy relationship. Right now, you're talking about active addicts or or sober no, addicts. Sober too, and it's it, it's 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 you know when you're active, you're doing, but you're still the same person when you're when you're sober. And mm-hmm. if that's still if you're, st- I mean, listen, it's not you don't become. I don't believe that we become like blank slates where you have no desires and no needs and no right. wants for companionship or, or or connection with with people. You still you still want these things, but it's it becomes less less about hiding from yourself. That mm-hmm. that you 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 when in relationships are important because it gives you a mirror to yourself Mm -hmm. it lets you see yourself through another person Mm -hmm. and by seeing that and that other person uh either openly or uh or tacitly will point out everything wrong with you and then uh, usually they'll just they'll tell you everything wrong with you and then you have a chance to grow through it together Mm -hmm. um and um when you are in your addiction or in that sort of behavior you're not you you aren't looking for that mirror you're looking to you're looking to hide and right to escape right right, so until you are comfortable enough with yourself that 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 you that you are ready for that you're Mm -hmm. ready to grow together you're ready to to, not to fix another person but to fix yourself Mm -hmm. in a relationship uh to, to improve yourself well it's not about fixing another person because that's it's a little, you know, it's it's a little project you have to that lets you control and control someone and get the simulacrum of love and affection, uh, and 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 sort of keep you busy and keep the noise right. level high enough that you don't have to listen to the to the to the zaniness in your head. Uh, that that that's that's what it is. But but when you're when you are ready to explore what's in your your head, and, and, and uh, you know it's uh, it's when you're it, 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 in, in, until you are at that place that you're ready for that, you 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 don't have a healthy relationship. But what's interesting about your assessment of the yes. unhealthy phase and the healthy phase is they are both focused on the self. One is you're looking for someone to sort of, you know, empty, fill the hole. And the other is you're learning about what's wrong with you. What about the other person, though? What about them? When is it about that? Are you saying it never is? Well, it, it's, it is a person who, who is in a similar place wanting to grow through it. Mm-hmm. You, 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 I mean, both people have to have that capacity to, to, to grow and that interest to look in themselves and that, 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 and that, uh, that, that openness and all that. So. But this description implies that you could do it with just about anybody. Uh, anybody that, well, there, 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 there are... There are compatibility questions, there are chemistry questions, but you have to. You uh, the the more I the more I uh, think when you're 
when you're young, especially, you focus on like hobbies and do we like the same things? And right. Do we like and I think that you know because you know that's good stuff on the first few months when you don't have a shared history and you don't you know you know you know own things together or have a house or animals or children whatever like that 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 gives you something to talk about that you both like the same band and you can talk about right. that band band for a little so you don't sit there in awkward silence over dinner uh, but once you get a little ways into it. Um, the, uh, the that that kind of shared hobbies, shared likes, stuff like uh, it becomes very. That's like twentieth on the list of right of, of important things, and it really it comes down to uh, values. Do you want the are the same things about life important to you? Do you have the same definition of what is a good person? And what is a bad? Do you look at life the same way too? Yes, do you, but but it, it, it's that like do you do you, do you think about money in the same way? Right. Like if it's if money if if money is fantastically important to one person, and their life can't be complete and with without being extremely wealthy, and another person is sort of indifferent to it, that's that's going to be a, that's going to be an obstacle. It's family, uh, you know, fr- friend. What do so. Do you like being surrounded by? Do you like having people in your life, or are you more, uh, or do you prefer to be isolated from people? Which is an interesting thing for you to say because you were the most sociable person I know, and at least what you tell me is you're never around people besides your family anymore. And it's true. So, so if you met Nicole under those circumstances of being a very sociable person, did you both transition? Well, she's well, way wait, more wait, introverted. The, the, a, little, a little event happened in the last uh, three years. That, no, of course. That put a damper in our social calendar. But I've told you about our mutual friend who had a baby at the same time as you and is like more sociable than ever. That's, uh, that happens. That is, not the, uh, that is not the typical case. No, it's not. It's true. That is uh, very rare. I, won't, I, I have no idea what sort of arrangement or... Uh, that per, or, She's or, the primary or caregiver. Help, or help that, that... No. I mean, you know that I like to give you a hard time about that, but... Yeah, I, I, and and I'm, I'm trying to be... Uh, I'm, I'm trying uh, to not say any uh, unkind things, uh, but... Well, I know, jealousy is an ugly, ugly quality. I think we both that's, agree. Uh, that's... Um, now, now, yeah, there was this book uh, called For Better by Tar- Tara Parker Hope, I think is her name. Yes, I've read this. Yeah, she's a no, New York Times columnist. Oh, about. well, you know, I'm sorry. You can quote Robert Greene. I can quote... Tara yeah. Parker Hope, award-winning journalist. Oh, really? Have you, how many of the exercises in uh, keeping the love that you find by Dr. Harvell Hendricks have you done? I don't even know what language you're speaking. Uh, keeping the love we're that you find by Dr. You are so much more well-read than I am, and, yes, and I, I read I, a I lot. I did the first chapter of exercises in keeping the love that you find by Dr. Harvell Hendricks. It was <laughs> profoundly influential on When me. did you do that? Uh, in the, my 20s or something. Right. So post-Robert Greene? Because uh, you had to get the love, then you had to keep it. The uh, no, I think it was before Robert Greene. Oh, interesting. The uh, he showed me very uh, those exercises, very interesting things, none of which I can remember. But uh, it was a real eye opener to some things that I've forgotten. Well, um, Tara Parker Hope talks yes. exactly about what you're saying, which is that people. So. 
believe that it's uh, based on common interests and that that is not at all what's important. So she stole that from me is what you're saying. I think she did. I think that she actually went into the future and listened to this podcast right. and then wrote and wrote I, a book I, like I've been ago. trotting this shtick around for a while, so... Uh, I realize should that. Where, should check Facebook and see how many friends as Parker Hope and I have in common to see <laughs> what's gotten back You post these opinions on yeah. Facebook? No, I just, you know, someone might have talked. It's something like let the crown jewels out of the bag. We here. do. I know, as a friend of yours, we do quote you often. So, I, yeah, I'm so not, I'm it, not a bit surprised, yeah. Um, now, what was I going to say? So, so healthy, unhealthy to healthy has to do. I mean, a little bit from what you're saying, from narcissism, not quite to selflessness, but yes. narcissism to awareness. Yes. Would you say? Uh, yes, I would, I would say. I mean, as you say, narcissism never goes away, but uh, hopefully it's not the dominant, your dominant characteristic. Uh, I mean, listen, people can have unhealthy relationships that last for the rest of their lives. So right. healthy and, and healthy in duration are not necessarily, uh, you know, are not are not uh, this, this synonymous. Always, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, you can have a perfectly a very healthy relationship that, you know, ends for all sorts of reasons. Person getting hit by a car, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mean the relationship was unhealthy, but, uh, but uh, it's, it's, uh, so, you know, some people may wish to seek out an unhealthy relationship and, 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 uh, and who are we to object? Do you think people consciously seek out an unhealthy relationship? Yes, certainly. Why? Because they're wanting to control other people. They they want a hostage, not a not a uh, partner. Interesting. Now, what percentage of couples, as an expert, I feel you can provide this percentage, are mm. unhappily it's, coexisting? Uh, they might be happy being in a. They, that that might be how they their understanding of happiness. Well, I'm not talking about specifically the people seeking out unhealthy relationships. Oh, are ha- uh, I, don't know, I you know, I'll tell you this. I have been surprised at the couples that have worked out. I've gone to many weddings at which I said uh, I give it a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people have not there is. There's, you know, you know things about their past, you know things about them, and you say, this is ridiculous. How could they be getting married? This is impossible. And a long time later, they're still going, and, and, and who the heck knows? Maybe they got over the things in their past. Maybe they, they, maybe they have arrangements. Maybe they, I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, but uh, you, you, never, you never do know. But, uh, I mean, you know, the divorce rate is about half, so, uh, so, so you start with that. Well, but you just said duration and healthy have you know are not necessarily synonymous. So uh, there are plenty that stay together that are not happy. It, it could be, it could be. But uh, yeah, and I guess that's I guess, I guess that's a lesson to me about the, the about my own lesson there. But oh, good. Did I point out a, a hole? You did. So for your next interview on the topic, you <laughs> can address that. Um, I can. I am. But uh, anyway, yes. Do you believe in therapy to help people with these issues? Um, I, I do believe in therapy uh, to, 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 to a degree. Uh, I think, um, I think uh, we don't lack for spending time uh, focused on ourselves mm-hmm. in this society. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I think you got to... You, 
Got a, you got to have a, 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 a firm line there of, okay, when am I talking about important things and when do I just like to sit and make somebody listen to me talk about myself? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in, general, uh, in general, we could all do a little less talking about ourselves. So, no, I would say that is... No, I said there's, I'd say there's real issues that people have to get over. It's uh, that people, that helps people work through, and I believe that therapy can be helpful. Mm-hmm. People not, you know, I mean, people have all kinds, there's all kinds of schools of therapy. People have all kinds of different experiences. No, mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but, no, for, for uh, your, your serious issues, but, uh, you know, when it just becomes a endless voyage of self-discovery, uh, you know, I'd say go... Go discover uh, the, uh, the 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 restaurant around the corner. Or go discover a book or something. What? So what specifically could people work on if they are interested? I mean, what could they do on a practical level? They could go out and create mystery and borrow people's phones. That wouldn't really work today. Yes, they should do the phone gimmick. They the, could just they- use their own phone. Wouldn't be as effective. No, it's because it's not. It, it you could pretend it, 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 you left the, 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 the brilliance of my uh, my my phone maneuver there was it had the sort of rudeness to it. Yeah, of, uh, it's rude to get up on a blind date and, and leave. take a person's phone. It's rude to take your own. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the, it's more kind of aggressively rude than mm-hmm. that. Taking your own is is kind of passive aggressively. Um, I will tell you that if somebody did that to me, I don't care what you're going to argue, I would be so turned off and probably would leave. Yeah, you're wrong. But uh, I, I mean, I'm t- you've never seen me on a date. You, you've never seen anybody take your phone and go outside for half an hour. That's true. I have had people... Well, I'll tell, I, I will say this. Uh, I will say this. Uh, caveat. It was... Be- I, I, if it had been just me and her, I wouldn't have done that and left her sitting alone of there. Of course, of course. The couple be- was there. So she had someone that she wasn't just she she was entertained right. by the people who she seemed to want to talk to more than me. Uh, right, right. Uh, in fact, so so uh, it was a special circumstance that might be hard for your listeners to recreate. I mean, I, I, that happens. I've been set up. Whatever, yeah. it doesn't matter. I wouldn't do it anyway. And I, yeah, I don't think it works for women. I don't think it works for women either. So what? I don't know if there are more female listeners than male listeners, but what would you suggest? Uh, male and you know you can get specific gender specific um you i think you have to have in your i think when you when you you have to have in your head that you are infinitely desired and mm-hmm. desirable mm-hmm. you have to you have to start out with the you have to you have to look when you look at this person you have to say look at them with in your eyes saying i know you want me mm-hmm and I, I, I scoff at you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, uh, you, you have to, um, you have to give them flashes of seeing through their soul and, and understand. You can't, you can't be entirely just aloof like that. You have mm-hmm. to, you have to give them flashes of uh, understanding and seeing the thing that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. These are general, of course. Robert Greene, as I say, has 15, 15 character types. So, mm-hmm. so this is uh, uh, this is this is a very broad generalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, you have to give that give that. You know, what we all want is someone to see through, see to our core, 
understand us and and uh, accept us mm-hmm. for who we are. So you give oh, flashes of that, mm-hmm. but that, but that uh, pull away, and you have to and and by all means, uh, do not make yourself too available. Mm-hmm. Like I've spoken to you about this uh, many times. No, you haven't many times. Yes, I have. That is so not true. I am so not like that. In fact, I feel like every person I start to date says to me, do you have some weird texting rule because you never text back? Interesting. Well, that's good. I knew you'd approve. And I'm not even thinking about it usually, even if I really like the person. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, this is, this is I would say, the, the, the texting is really the death of... Uh, Romance. Yeah. Uh, like, you just... You just uh, I mean, if, if if what you want is hookups, you should have your relationship via via text. Uh, right. Otherwise, you use it for communicating basic, uh, basic information. I'm running late. I will be there in 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, but it is not. But uh, but you should say I prefer the phone. I I prefer we actually speak. I would I would say that in my which, experience, which, for, which which telling that to a man is like, is like you know that's like. Punching them in the face, like that's like that, that's the last thing about men want to hear that they, they have to talk on the phone to somebody. The but. last person I was involved with that started calling me on the phone, I was so confused because that hadn't happened to me in so long. Well, that's uh, some. It took some getting used to. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an out. It's out. It's uh, 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 it's outdated. Lost uh, relic. Yeah, but uh, you 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 can still demand it. Yeah, if you were. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I got used to it, I would yeah. say. What, um, so that is... And it's just, it's just like, you know, when, when, when I was young, on the, on, uh, uh, you know, now we are inundated with, 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 I get work messages all through the night. And yeah. Questions and things and, and it, you know, it never stops. So you know, when, I, when I was young, my, my, my father was a businessman, uh, still is, and... and uh, and uh, but you know did some important highfalutin work at a and he's a lovely guy. Team, thank you. Very but, good but, personality. Yeah, you know, he came. He came when he came home at night. Uh, the work was over unless right. he had like some memos he had to write or something. But but like he wasn't because there was no email. I mean, people weren't calling the house at at, at ten at night to say I just had to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the. When you make people call, most of the non-essential things go away. Mm-hmm. So the non-essential, like if, so if you make someone call to, to if 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 uh, someone has to call to ask, uh, it's two thirty in the morning. Are you are you up? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably they're not going to pick up the phone. That's that's one of the things that will fall. And you're saying if they text that, no, it, you make it very easy for them. You make it. You open the. You open a channel of very low-level communication, where well, where, certainly if you're up at two thirty and willing to. What, what I'm what I'm saying is you won't get you you won't you won't get these uh, demean you won't get demeaning me- messages like you you won't you won't have your relationship uh, trivialized and, and, right. and demeaned by and on, people people won't do that to you on the phone like they like they will on text right but not all texting relationship not all courtship or whatever that no, happens but over text I, I think you need to establish first mm-hmm. a uh, 
a, a pattern of uh, respect and, uh, and, 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 and dignity in, in, in your communication level before you could uh, open up that. Now, what else was I going to ask you? Um, so, so, your, so those are your recommendations. Demand phone calls. Yeah. Uh, project uh, mm-hmm. busyness. Yes. Think I am, of course you desire me. Yes. Look them in the eye knowing that. Look yeah. them in the eye knowing that. Yeah. And what else? Um, uh, you know, just send me your questions as you, as, as, they, as you go along, I guess, is the best way. Are you telling so, my listeners that? Yeah, that's the best way to, 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 to do it. I, RR what, at Richard Rushfield, is that what it is? I, I, I'm not going to say it, but uh, if they have Google, if they have access to Google, <laughs> they could probably figure it out. Rushfield uh, Babylon, do you still have the site? I, uh, it's, it's long uh, neglected. I, say, I'm not, I do a Rushfield, I, I remain the editor-in-chief of RushfieldBabylon.com. <laughs> Now, what about once in the relationships you talked about how, you know, a healthy relationship demands that you work on yourself? Yeah. What other recommendations do you have for establishing? So here, here's what I, here's the big thing that I would say to, uh, to, 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 to if I can address the female uh, half of your listeners. Uh, yeah, we don't know the percentages. Uh, what, well... Let's, let's, let's say fifty percent. Let's say seventy. Okay, if I can, if I can address that seventy percent. So, you've got in your possession a a bomb that can just destroy relation any relationship. And what that is is in typical. You you have as women the ability to talk forever, mm-hmm. incessantly until just about any man on earth wants to take his own life like to not have to listen anymore he, even if he loves you even even here like men just there's only so much talk we wanted it mm-hmm. you know and it's a and it's whatever whatever amount you think is the minimum minimum talk that 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 you should have in the day what men want is way way less than that mm-hmm. so whatever they're doing they're 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 trying to Minimize to accommodate and, and, right. and to make you happy because they'd really rather just say that. But that is so not. I know so many chatty men. But go on. I I don't mean to poke holes. Go on. Um, these are generalizations. Yes, they're, yeah, they're, they're not, always they're, exceptions. They're, yes, they're, they're, what, what can I tell you? Uh, the uh, but um, you know just uh, just just practice saying less is what I would I would do. Just to you. This is during you courtship, want, or this is during the relationship. Yeah, your whole life. Your, your whole, whole life. life. Yeah. So talk it's to a, your ba- friends. Ba- yeah, basically, it's uh, so here. Here's the numbers on it. Uh, women say women speak twenty eight thousand words a day on average, of which they speak seven thousand at work. So they have twenty one thousand left at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Men on average speak eleven thousand words a day, of which they speak eight thousand at work. So they have three thousand <laughs> words left. So you have twenty one thousand to three thousand. So unless you're subjecting the guy you're with to a lot of listening in life, uh, you need to burn off a lot of those. You need to burn off a good fifteen thousand of those words somewhere before before but you get. What about a situation the, like that you're in when there's two kids and like what your your wife is supposed to be calling all these people and burning it off? When you have two kids, nobody has, nobody has Talks any anymore. ability to talk. <laughs> you're you're just uh, you're you're just trying to keep up with the. Uh, with with the people running around so, so that. well okay so talk less 
Yes. That's it. That's the key to a healthy relationship. Yes, yes. Women should talk less. Uh, and uh, the and uh, men should realize, and it's something I work with, that uh, the symbolic importance of things. It's not just about getting things done. It's about showing that you care. It's mm-hmm. about constantly finding ways to show it. Not like getting done the you care thing, but mm-hmm. but but you know it's. Uh, emptying the dishwasher shows you care. It's mm-hmm. not, it's a, you know, it's not the big deal emptying the dishwasher. It's two minutes work, but it's a little effort. That so men, men should look for opportunities to make those symbolic gestures. Mm-hmm. And what about sort of, verbally expressing those? Yeah, and throwing some words also. So you can kind using of, some of those. You can 3, work. Words. You can work to meet halfway. Like it's uh, you know you use your use your. You know, you got those three thousand last left after work, so use them. Right. Put them to good use. At, Not all three thousand. Yeah. Don't, but don't waste your three thousand. You know, at the bar or whatever. So. Um. Well, what else would you like to add about healthy relationships? Um. The uh, what? Um, gosh, it's 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 a it's a big field, but uh, it's uh. You know, I mean, they, 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 they you, you know in your heart, don't you? What do you know what? So just, just, just listen. I mean, you know in your heart what's, what, if there's something not amiss or. I think denial is a pretty powerful. So you need to, you need to get in a quiet place and it's, they, I mean, people always say at the end of a relationship, yeah, I knew from the beginning. Like, you know, people will get out of 40 year marriages and say, yeah, I always knew it wasn't right but uh but it's uh uh you know try try to listen to those uh to those those little voices and try to listen to those voices and then uh if you if if you feel if you're not if you don't see any red flags if you search yourself honestly and you don't see any red flags um then don't get hung up on the little stuff Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The little stuff is 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 the little stuff is not going to be important over the, over the long run. Uh, Pat Allen, another relationship expert who was on uh-huh. the podcast yep. uh, about a month ago, uh-huh. said, "How'd he do compared to me?" Uh, she she oh. is um, a renowned woman who you have clearly not heard of, yeah. but um, I hadn't heard of Dr. Herman M- Mueller. Dr. Harville Hendricks. So we're even. Um, she says for women, unless you need to call. A lawyer, a cop, or an ambulance shot up about whatever your issue is, basically. Yeah. I feel like you'd agree. I, I yes, that that sounds the doctor doctor what's her name? Pat Allen. Pat Allen seems uh, seems she's got her head screwed on, right? That's uh that uh she I uh, yeah, it's uh you I I think people want to turn their significant other into uh, they're one-stop shopping for mm-hmm. all their needs. It's, it's, you know, now I have someone. Now I have here a, a therapist, a best friend, a right. chef, a, a maid, a, uh, uh, you know, I have one person to do all these things for me. Right, and with uh, and to be all these roles for me. Right. Uh, but you know, if you need a psychiatrist, go to a psychiatrist. Don't don't turn your significant other into them. If you need a best friend, get a best friend. Well, and and to circle back to where we started, and you said all your knowledge comes from history. Yes, it does. It does. Everything I've said is grounded in 
in history, fact. so it's, it's uh, incontrovertible. Now, but in previous generations, when people didn't marry thinking like, oh, that's my soulmate, but it was more like, don't worry, we're wrapping up. No, I was just saying what I... Uh, more like property and arranged marriages, and you're kind of like, yeah, this is the person, but I'll go out and, especially men, you know, do whatever I want. So was that healthier? Uh, no, no, that's, uh, I mean... There were there there were different expectations of what a relationship was, though. Mm-hmm. and it was uh, you know it was it was it, so so you, if you look at the fifties, uh, you know thirty years before the fifties, people didn't even know each other before they got married. Right, like still in the fifties when they got married, they might know each other for a week. So it was you know it was a, a it was it was a different. Uh, understand, you know, marriage was a what uh, was, was was a Agreement. union to, 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 to make the fam- make a family and it tried to turn out the best it can. But but uh, given that that's how it all came about, there was uh, you know be a lot of room for a lot of other things and that's uh, but you know that show I, you watched that show Married at First Sight yet? Have you no, that? no, I don't no, watch yeah. TV. Uh, well, uh, very interesting show. Uh, it's uh, they they meet at the altar on it. And Did people agree to be on television and get married. They say yeah, and they say you walk in there to the to, to the wedding chapel and you find out who you're marrying and you and have these well, unions lasted or we don't know yet. Uh, so they've they're on their second season and uh, some lasted, some didn't. And uh, what they found, uh, their fi- the findings of Married at First Sight uh, are that uh, it's interesting that some of the ones where they just felt there was no attraction at the first point part but went through with it anyway are the ones that are actually the most successful. And so according to you, in the back of their minds, they knew that they were attracted and they just didn't well, admit it to themselves. <laughs> I, I don't know if that 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 that, that five second rule is true. Uh, I, I'm not sure. It, it applies to reality television. If it applies when the, the those five seconds happen when you're at a at the altar and there's TV kit that that yeah that that might throw off the timeline a little bit. So it's. Uh, Did you see that New York Times piece about how anybody can fall in love with these thirty questions? No. Well, it's much buzzed about peace, uh, where according to the author, well, I, I, you ask the, uh, I don't know if it's 30 questions, you ask the uh, person you're on a date with these certain questions, you look oh. into their eyes, you do this thing. What kind and of questions? I cannot remember. I mean, like really basic ones. And what's interesting is I went to a party, uh, this guy, Davy Rothbart, do you know him? No. Um, he sort of arranged this thing and I guess it was like 40 people, 20 women, 20 men, you played games and then you paired up and you asked each other questions and then you had to switch on the next one and, and pair up with somebody else and they were I just they were the same questions and then it ended with you had to stare into someone's eyes oh, for Jesus a minute Christ. straight or t- two minutes or something like that. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, uh, the author of this piece... And then did you, you give all your money to the Church of Scientology? No, it was, it was a charity. You gave, it was a great oh, party. Sure. It was really fun. Charity. And then they said, we just need you to start coming in for some sessions on the weekend. And Did uh, you watch that? I mean, to, off to obviously watch that documentary. Uh, I didn't watch it cause, because, uh, I, as you know, we have a mutual friend, a former guest on your show. Yes. I, Mark Ebner. Why was he not Facebook posting about that constantly? He did Facebook. He did, I he figured, did first of all, why was he not in it? Uh, that I don't know, but uh, 
the 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 reason I didn't watch it was just because uh, I, I was I was friends with him throughout twenty years while he was reporting and you on knew this. All of it. And I just I, I haven't heard uh, a Scientology fa- in the last like three or four years. It's become a hot button subject. Yes. Uh, but there's nothing I'd heard that I that I haven't heard from him before that. So I, I nothing in there was new to me, but it was fascinating yeah. to see it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's it's available it's, HBO it's Go. Uh, if you, if but uh, I'll say this also. I'll give you another one more tip. Yeah. Uh, postural echo. What does that mean? Uh, if they, you know, they they they'll do these things on the news. They'll they'll show. They'll show when couples, when they meet in a bar and they're in sync, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. unconsciously they're, they'll, they're, they'll mimic each other's gestures. One will touch their, their head and the other one will touch their head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they'll, they'll just start, they'll, they'll become physically in sync. But you can fake that. Mm-hmm. And you can just start you doing what they do. Just start doing You're not what, thinking about what you're saying then. What's that? Then you're not focusing on what the person's saying and what you're saying. You shouldn't. Uh, that's another thing. I, you shouldn't. I, I'm coming up with these rules in the final minutes of. Yeah. Uh, never listen to what anybody says. Every everything people tell you about themselves is totally untrue. The thing here's the biggest thing. The thing they insist about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they the the thing they they that they insist is like a big deal about them. Like I'm an honest person. I'm, Right, you, of course. I that. really value honesty most of all. But that's a good example. There's a lot of lots of people don't insist on anything about themselves. I'm just saying, if someone makes a big deal about something about themselves, it's a lie. That, that should be a, a huge red flag that the opposite is true. Right, right. Uh, that so so there's some there's there's. But you listen not to get facts necessarily, but to see how somebody communicates. I would argue that's the most important thing. They say uh, about watching TV, and they say it's about politicians that if you really want to understand how a politician oh, put it on is connecting, end. yeah, put it on. Watch them talking with the sound off, and, mm-hmm. know, and, and you can tell. I think that's very true. I think that's true with uh, with 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 dates also. Like just just. You're making dating into the least fun-sounding activity ever. You can't listen. You can't be yourself. No, You're no. spending the whole time mimicking gestures. Yes. <laughs> and know what your, about and those? Know, I know your 15 character types from, from Robert Greene to, uh, to, to, have the, to have the four strategies for each one of those uh, prepared <laughs> to... Um, the... Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, no, I mean, I, I, and I think about these, these pickup artists also, mm-hmm. but the, the other thing, it's like... I also I often thought, why does a guy with a crazy hat, hat and curly Q mustache doing <laughs> magic tricks, uh, why is this appealing to women? And I I, re, I put it together. It's it, it's not that it's appealing to women. It's that it's so unappealing that women know I can have this affair with him and I will never get emotionally attached here. This is a safe place. I will not. That I, that there's no chance that this is gonna wind up uh, me me desperately in love with him and him not calling me back. That's that's what. Uh, but women don't often make, or maybe they do make those choices. I, I think if you if you see this uh, what's his mysteries TV show, uh, <laughs> you'll, Again. You'll, you'll see a lot of women do. Uh, but uh, you know, but I but I often think uh, yeah, you can grow, grow this. Uh, you can grow this crazy mustache, uh, or uh, and you can uh, and you can learn magic tricks, and you can you, you can say all these things. Or you can just walk up to someone and say, "Hey, did you have a good day today?" 
and listen to them talk about their day is another. Yeah, that is. probably equally effective. What about the neg and going, great hair, is it like color? Like I say, you could probably just say, like, like your day? how are you? Uh, that question would make me turn away. How are you? So boring. You say, like, all right. Whatever you just show an interest. Are you concerned about the drought? You can show an interest in a person. Yes, yes. Those are those are those, those are lovely boots. Where would you get them? Yeah. You could do that, and or go, you can oh, learn a bunch gay. of magic tricks and strategies. Like, well, yeah, that's that. That was a pretty gay question. <laughs> but they, they, uh, well, Richard, we must wrap up due yeah, to I'm your sorry. insanely I, busy schedule. It, it is. Um, where can people find you online? I know you were on the Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Richard Rushfield. Uh, I, I, I run a little website called HitFix. Uh, work uh, there. And uh, RushfieldBabylon.com is my blog that I don't update very much. And you wrote an excellent book on American Idol. You're an American I, Idol expert. I, I am, and more importantly, about my uh, memoir of my college years. Which I, the so aforementioned. Yes. Don't which I loved so much. Thank you very much. Love so much that you blurbed it. And even though the author I knew would someday forget. <laughs> that was a trick question. You stumped me there. Um, well, nothing else stumped you. I would say this was a very effective and information-packed... Why? I... I yeah, it can. It does when we're together. Okay, that's it. So yeah, that was Richard Rushfield. Did you learn some things? Do you feel more schooled in relationships? Do you want to go out and read Robert Greene if you haven't already? Anyway, this was, I hope you liked him. He's a delight. This was After Party Pod. Keep listening. Go write a review. Whatever. Go write one right now. You could just do five stars and peace out. You don't even have to write anything. Okay. Thanks for listening. See you next time.